Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Port Wanimi, California, Joey Nochel Prano. Hello, Andy. Morning to you. Good morning, sir. Yeah. Super Wild Card Monday. I have a dream that one day two playoff games will be played on Super Wild Card Monday. One of them will start at 1 p.m. Pacific. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I have a dream that on a Monday I can skip all of the things I need to do and watch playoff football. I'm not a fan, but we'll make it work. I'm a, I'm a fan only because it'll it's literally that. I'm like, well, I had shit to do. I have like a ton of shit to do today, but... I mean, the game starts at 1.30. What am I? I mean, the Dirty Sports podcast and the Dirt Balls, they all come first. I have to push all that stuff till Tuesday. Well, yeah. For you, it's good. Not when I usually, that's when I usually go pick up homegirl. I'm like, okay, this is cool. Making me, making me do this whole. Well, you send her to daycare already like six days a week. You may as well just get her a driver. Have somebody do the pickups too. Five, five days a week. Well, the uh, the significant other is off today, so Got they have. So, so she's gone. This, so we'll, we'll make it work. It's 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 good, but you know, I I, I would have liked the triple header, but uh, yeah, yesterday would but yesterday would have been better for sure. You know, it is what it is. You, you know, we finally had a good game last night. I was worried. All these terrible blowouts. We finally got a good game, and and here we are. It's getting it's getting spicy in the NFC already. It's getting spicy. Yeah, I like that. that I like that. that. I like that. Fans from Detroit and Green Bay are moving on. I don't think that either of those states have spices. <laughs> I don't think there's spiciness <laughs> ever. No. You're like you want something spicy. Have you have you thought about deep frying some pepper jack? <laughs> and then what you got in Detroit? That's you spicy. Got, Why is it spicy? You got the spicy pepperoni on the Little Caesars. Yeah. Hey, Detroit had Eminem there yesterday, man. I know. I, I've seen I've seen some tweets already because they showed Eminem twice, uh, like the Swifties trying to be like, "See, no one complains when you show Eminem twice." Yeah, they didn't show him after every fucking Jared Goff completion. And also, he's just chill. He was chilling on the sideline. Yeah. Right? He was on the sideline. It's it's like, yeah. he wasn't awkward dancing. He wasn't... That's the most cringe shit I've ever seen in my fucking life. I don't but even we've had, we've had that all season, the awkward dancing. But that was next level. It was just like a, a, a gigantic stadium full of white people. And she's trying to like, oh my god. You want, you, want to hear, you want to hear a crossover? Here, here's something I thought of, and I, it might be completely off base. Taylor Swift has some Jameis Winston in her. Ooh, 
wow. Because it's just, it's the ultimate cringe. Yeah, it's the ultimate cringe. It's the dancing. It's the, look at me, I'm fitting in. It's like, there's some Jameis Winston and Taylor Swift and vice versa. You wouldn't think I mean, you there, would have- the, there is like, you remember the Jameis like drop back, like practice where he's just like on his heels. Taylor yeah. Swift has that on stage in front of a stadium full of people and girls are like, she's a queen. I think she might be having a fucking stroke girls. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I know it's just like NBC. Well, I guess that game was on Peacock, which by the way, everyone can pitch all they want. Most stream game ever in the NFL history. I know streaming is new. I 23 mo- million people. I think most streamed event, right? Oh, is that it? I think it might have been the most streamed thing ever. Probably. 23 I million. It, I don't know if it means most streamed like live or whatever. Like, I don't know how many people stream like an episode of Succession, if that's even like the kind of thing that they compare it to. I don't know. Oh, that wouldn't come even close to 23 million, something like that. No. No, I, I have no idea. No, not even like not even. I like how everybody yeah. was just, I love I, my favorite part was like the boomer bitching. We got to find it on Peacock. It's like, hey, guys, you should probably learn how to do this at some point. Like maybe today's the day. Maybe your kids get a break from here on out on like you fucking streaming shit. Like it's. What? It's not 1960. I just want to put it on two. Stop. But I think tennis stations. I think a lot of non-boomers as well were complaining. People were just like, "This should be on network TV." Which again, like, I don't really have a, I don't care either way. But I mean, this is what we're at, guys. This is 2024. Yeah. Also, it did like, uh, you know, I went on to. I was like, "Do I have fucking Peacock?" I was like, "Do I even have fucking Peacock? Do I have to sign up for fucking Peacock?" But I was prepared to do it, you know? And then I opened Peacock, and I'm already signed into my sister's best friend's account. And I'm just like, it, like, password sharing is not hard. It's not hard. What the fuck are you doing here? You don't know anybody who has Peacock? Yeah. No, I know. I start to worry that people don't have friends. I start to worry that's a big issue in the world. Well, they're cutting down. Netflix is cutting down on that. Sure. On the password sharing but but regardless it, it really is not that difficult and 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 it is it's moving it forward it's going to be there anyway you're going to have to stream it on something at some point and the whole like like the the business Andy, can end i of say it, something right now i just i know that the Lions fans who listen to the Dirty Sports Podcast are they fucking talking about fucking Peacock right now? Jared Goff deserves respect! You guys are talking about streaming services! <laughs> I don't know where do we start? Like, I don't know where to start. That was obviously I know, the best where, game. I know where to start. Hold on one second. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> My man's bringing gimmicks. I'm going full fucking little tech, Stephen A. Smith. How about them cowboys? We got it, man. I mean, the paper tigers. The paper tigers, like the the, the both paper, paper tigers, tigers showed yeah. up, man. Yeah. 
I mean, we've been calling paper taggers all damn year. I t- I tweeted yesterday. I was like, I've never been so happy to lose a bet because I mean, I didn't bet like I I, I bet the I picked the Cowboys with you. You also picked the Cowboys, so it didn't cost me anything. I picked the Cowboys in my pick'emly in my like uh uh playoff bracket. I actually didn't bet the game straight up. That was one game I was like, ah, I'm not gonna put actual money on on the Cowboys versus the Packers because I'll be rooting for the Packers. I did take my six picks for the weekend and put them in a 16 parlay for like a little 16 money line parlay for a little bit of money, but that was long gone before the fucking before the Cowboys game started. So I wasn't worried about that, but tug texted me and he was like, why would you bet the Cowboys? And I was like, because it just seemed like, and this happened all weekend, honestly. Um, It just seemed like everybody was on the Packers, the, the Packers, like not a ton of people were on the Packers to win, but they were like, Oh, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. And I was just like, man, I think the Packers are okay, but I've also seen the Packers play some like dog shit games this year. And it just felt like the Packers were meh and the Cowboys. That's, that's what they do. If it really felt like the Pat, the Cowboys get through this game, they look great at home. Everybody's on board. And they have an absolute meltdown next week. Like I had no, no, no faith whatsoever. Zero percent faith that the Cowboys would appear in the Super Bowl. Zero percent. I thought there was a zero percent, zero point zero 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 percent chance of the Cowboys appearing in the Super Bowl, unless like the Niners got into a fucking plane crash. Um, and I, I, I mean, I, I'm, I mean, with fucking Sam Darnold, I don't think they beat him. Like. I had a 0.0% chance, but I just thought the Cowboys meltdown would be later on. Like, dude, they didn't make it through the first quarter. Yeah, obviously I was, I, 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 the reverse happened. I said, Cowboys blow them out. No, the reverse happened. I was completely wrong. Packers blow them out. And, and, and look, and, and we're here again. First of all, like it's not an, I told you so, but it is anybody with the brain knew Mike McCarthy wasn't a good coach. Anybody with the brain, terrible hire, terrible hire. Terrible hire. And we all knew the question marks about Dak Prescott. And then again, another bad game. He, he gets a lot of garbage time. Like history statistically will, yeah, will look back on these all oh, three touchdowns, you know, all these yards. But, you know, that's all garbage time. Those don't count. So he's now yeah, two you, and five. The, in the, 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 the game, the, the Dan Quinn is going to be the head coach of the Seahawks thing lasted three minutes. Uh, then, you know, not only do, do the Packers drive down the field a couple times, like basically untouched, but that, but forget Dak's, uh, forget Dak's garbage time thing. Like Dak iced the game. Dak threw a pick six. That, that, that was it. The pick six was the end of the game. And I said it, we were, I was watching. And I said, ball game, ball game is over. That's it. There's no coming back. And then when McCarthy, then when McCarthy starts kicking field goals, I was just like, what the fuck are we doing here? Mike McCarthy is like the anti every coach. And he's like, hey, man, I think we can climb back in this game with 10 field goals. Like slow and steady wins the race. Let's get 10 field goals. He had one good Super Bowl run. 
right? So, I mean, if you if you take that out, and I, and I know you really can't, but like McCarthy's now eleven and ten in the playoffs. He's one and two in Dallas. He's seven and ten. So he's a losing record outside of that one run, that one magical run when they were a wild card early on in Aaron Rodgers' career. It's just he's not that guy. And now Dak falls to two and five in the playoffs. Again, it's a team sport, but we do judge whether right or wrong quarterbacks in the playoffs. I think he's going to get fired. And everybody, yes, I mean, the internet, I mean, th- again, the first quarter is not over. And the internet's like, you're laughing. Like, I, I had people who were messaging me, you're laughing about the Cowboys now. How's it going to feel when Belichick's in the division? I was like, in what world, like, is it just like Bill Belichick doesn't seem like he wears cutoff sweatshirts. It doesn't seem like he's the kind of guy who's like money is the most important thing to me. Like Bill Belichick is sneaking out of fucking one bedroom suburban milf houses at like five in the morning. Like also Belichick wants control. Right. You're not going to get control with the Jerry Jones and forget control. Just just like the whole Jones family does like forget control like does anything do can you think of two people in the sport of football who are less like one another no. he's just like hey i'm on to this next team jerry's like i oh, would we'll talk about it we can talk about it. what do you want to talk about we'll talk about this game we'll talk about last game we'll talk about my, my my mcdonald's we'll talk about whatever you want like there there's no there's there's no one in football more unlike Bill Belichick. And I yeah. just can't imagine that he signs up for that. Who are you going to take it to? Who are we taking in the second round? Who are taking the third? What's going on? How are we doing? Well, I agree. And, and I think I think he would never admit it. But I think deep down, Jerry Jones, he got us three Super Bowls real early. Which is obviously impressive. And they were the team of the 90s. And everybody loved the Cowboys. And America's team. And all that stuff, which is stuck, the quote-unquote moniker of America's team. And now it's just about money. And it's just been about money. And he doesn't even realize that. Because, Jerry, if you really cared, you, you've you been successful in other business ventures, you would run this team differently. But you don't. So it's all about money. You don't actually run the team the way you'd want to run a team to win a Super Bowl, in my opinion. And I think that's where we're at. And, again, he already got any owner would love to have three Super Bowls. That's amazing. But nothing about them says, I actually want to win a Super Bowl. They don't. By, by your head coach, by your quarterback, by you're still, you're still just hung up on the names, the flashy players, and the defense that played great just laid a complete egg. And, I mean, got destroyed by a rookie quarterback making – his playoff debut. I mean, not a rookie, but yeah, basically. I, I mean, sorry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Making his playoff debut. And 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 and, and on that side, I, I think this elevates Matt. Just Even just this one win, Matt LaFleur, to another level. Because he had Aaron Rodgers all those years. So there's a lot of question marks. How good of a coach is he? He goes into Dallas and just beats Curbs the hell out of him. Yeah. I mean, just like, you know. 30 points. And, and and I have, it happened in the Lions game and it happened in this game. They came out and their first drive was so good that I was like, Ooh, I, I have a, I have a, I have a scripted first drive theory 
Like sometimes that drive looks so good. You get so excited. And then dude, for the first three or four drives of the, like they had guys wide open. Yeah. Wide open. So that went out the window. Like, I mean, the, the first drive was eight minutes. Like shove it up your ass. And then you're like, okay, but they probably practice those nine plays repeatedly all week. What if, and then the Cowboys don't answer. And then it's another one, another one, another one. And then Dak's like, you guys want one from me? DJ Khaled. Yeah. It's true. And look, man, I know he's not coaching the defensive side of the ball. You're still the head coach, though. That's on the head coach. Get your players prepared. Get your team ready. Absolute just ass whooping. And this is, you know, we obviously this show, we talk quarterbacks a lot, but it feels like the conversation is is fitting around Dak, around Tua, around these guys who it's like, you're kind of like the Carmelo Anthony. You're kind of like the mm-hmm. the yeah. the Zach Levine. You're kind of like you're like okay, you put up really good numbers, but like how come you suck in the playoffs? How come when the level of competition goes up, you just turn into a a shit bag? And and by the way, that's another guy. One of the reasons I'm very scared. And I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna talk Knicks in regards to the NFL a couple times today, but like Julius Randall, everybody's like, how do you trade Randall? How do you trade Randall? He's so good, he's so good, dude. His playoffs have been ab- abominable, like they've been an abomination, they've been a debacle. And it's like, dude, when the level of competition goes up, they showed the stats the other night. Patrick Mahomes has the best six seasons or whatever in NFL history to start for a quarterback, and he's better in the playoffs than the regular season. When the level of competition goes up, his level goes up. Yeah, Eli Manning well, has better postseason stats than regular season stats. And these guys are the guys that just, when will. the level of competition goes up, they're bad. Yeah, and, and, and for the record, I was incorrect. The Cowboys under McCarthy are now 1-3 in the playoffs. He's now 11-11 11 11 overall in the playoffs. And, and you talk about the playoffs and what matters versus the regular season. That's the telling stat. The Cowboys have gone 12 and five the last three seasons, won the division two out of the three seasons, and they have one playoff win. That's all that matters, man. It's all that matters. But we all know they're not going to make the right decision. What if is they the do right fire? Decision? I, I don't know. I'm, let's play it out. If they fire McCarthy, I, I don't trust Jerry Jones or any of his nepo babies to make the right call. Well, the the thing with the Cowboys is Jerry Jones has money, and there are great options out there. So everybody's joking about Belichick. I think Belichick's too smart for that. But is Vrabel too smart for that? Vrabel's the kind of guy who's like, I could see Vrabel signing up for all the money. Yeah, and I wouldn't blame anybody for that. sign up for all the money. But 
if he doesn't hire one of those three. So we live in obviously an age that analytics are used so heavily. They're discussed everywhere. You brought up something with the playoffs that analytics, well, in a way they, they are telling because you're saying Patrick Mahomes statistics are even better, but the it factor, right? Some guys have an it factor or a clutch factor, especially quarterback where you can trust them on a drive. And, and, and to be perfectly honest, that's why, and I'm not trying to pivot to this game, but we could, if we want, that's why I had major, major issues with Sean McVay punting. I was like, you don't trust Matthew step. Like your defense, all they need is a couple first downs. I, I think, yeah. I think that was a terrible, all they need yeah. is a couple first downs. Agreed. Agreed. Just trust Matthew Stafford, man. He's going to find somebody. Or and if he doesn't, you lost with your quarterback. You lost with your guy who's done game-winning drives, Super Bowl game-winning drives. You punt, you put it on your defense, who clearly McVay has... had a couple. McVay had a couple things in that game, and that's absolutely one of them because, you know, the, they're, it, it's almost like, it's almost anti-analytical if you think about it because... You have to look. So you, you're like, we stopped them the whole second half. Do you think that does that that you think that continues? Like analytic, like like, oh man, the roulette wheel's gone red every time. I guess I should just keep betting red. It's like that's not how probability works. That's not how probability works at all. Like there, the the fact of the matter is, it has nothing to do with the last spin. So, but the idea of like seeing that and being like, we're stopping them so we can stop them again. It's like, honestly, you didn't, st- you you know, they're a pretty good offense. You didn't stop them a ton in the first half. No. You figure it out in the second half. What if they, like, it, yeah, it just seems crazy to not put it in Stafford's hands and the idea that we're just going to shut them down the whole half. They're not going to be able to get a first down. Well, and I know then, it's a third and long. Exactly. But exactly. Yeah. And then the other thing is I'm sorry, fourth and long. The other thing is and and by the way, I said the same thing in the Cowboys game. When the, when it's fourth and 10 and they kicked that field goal, everybody I was with was like, "Well, you got to take the points. You can't go for on fourth and 10." I go, "When they kick the field goal here, they're going to be down four more points after the next drive." Like they're not going to stop like the only way that they have a chance of getting back in this game is if they Score a touchdown. So I don't care if it's fourth and 40. You can't kick a field goal there because you're about to be down more points in another drive. So, yeah. And then the other thing with McVay, obviously, the red zone failures. Nakua had a had an amazing game. And then every time you're in a red zone, you only go to Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Yeah, I know. I, I agree. And, and, and that's what I was thinking on that fourth and long. Try to find Nakua. God knows how great he is, yards after catch, breaking tackles. You, you trusted your defense. Again, you had one timeout, man. It, it's like the announcer which said. Is, which was also, they, they opened the second half wasting a timeout. Yeah, so they basically get two first downs and the game's over. I, I knew the minute, the minute he punted, I go, this game's over. They're, they're going to, the, the, the Lions offense is too good. They're going to get two first downs. I mean, Stafford played a great game. I, I know Lions fans are like, Jared Goff is the second coming of Jesus Christ. And, and for the record, Goff played a good game. 
He he also look that 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 two handed shovel pass backwards. It's very very fortunate that didn't go the other way for six points. Now look, Goff played a good game. Stafford played a good game. And and since uh I and I tweeted it yesterday and we'll, I I will give the the Lions fans their props, but also while we're going things beat by beat here. The NFL's not rigging games anymore, right? Those just happen to be those just happen to be no calls. Those were like happened to be no calls. La- 2 weeks ago, it's the NFL wants the Cowboys, the NFL wants the Chiefs. And now Lions fans are like Dems the breaks. Sometimes the refs, they miss them. You know, that's football. Sometimes they miss every pass interference for a whole half. That's just the way it goes. It's not that like the whole world loves the Lions right now and everybody wants to see the Lions win a playoff game. It's not that. Right? I'm glad we can agree that sometimes refs just blow calls. And the NFL was never rigging the games. They didn't rig it for the Cowboys. They didn't rig it for you guys. Missing every blatant pass interference for an entire half. Uh, But I'll give the Lions some props. And I'm going to do it for one reason. Okay? Okay. Let let me... I want to take this step by step. First of all, congrats to the Lions on winning their first playoff game in 30 years or whatever. Like, that is... years. That is something when you're a yeah. team like that, when you're a team like that, a playoff win fucking matters. It does. Yeah, it matters. Uh, lot. I feel like Lions fans want to be like, look at us. We fucking did it. You guys, nobody believed in us. We fucking blah, blah, blah. I, to a franchise like the Lions, you just got to get that playoff win. So props to you. For doing that, the now, I, like I think that's a sad state of affairs, obviously to be in. But you gotta start reason, somewhere. You gotta start somewhere. But the reason I'm going to give the Lions props is this. And I hung out with our boy Andrew yesterday. He's in from Germany. Uh, we we had brunch, and we were talking about. Uh, he wanted to know how I'm feeling about the Knicks right now. And I said about the Knicks, I said, listen, I didn't love the trade because, you know, the bench scoring and blah, blah, blah. And I still don't like Randall and I still wish they would trade him because I don't think we're a real contender and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I said, but everybody keeps telling me if the Knicks make another move, this is all part of another move here. This is the other move that's coming. Here comes this other move. And I'm like, I'll believe it when I see it. And what I said to him was like, I don't even necessarily think the Knicks need to make this gigantic next move. I think if the Knicks pick up a bench big to play some defense and they pick up a Brogdon type to come off the bench and replace the quickly scoring, I said the Knicks could make the Eastern Conference Finals. And for a guy who has spent the last 25 fucking years since since essentially Pat Riley left not having shit to root for because the truth is even I thought 
I was I was a I was a paper tiger spotter back then. I said we're not we're not winning with Jeff Van Gundy. This team's flawed. Blah blah blah. All that I have gone through, all that I have gone through, I was like, even though we will not win the title this year, if we make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, at least we're back to relevancy. It's not just you made the second round. Let's have a parade. You can't whine about your team if you're in the conference finals. And that's why I'm going to give the Lions props. Because the Bucks and the Eagles are trash, and you're going to the NFC Championship game. And Wow. See, and the Lions win again. I think they got... They, I think they they really fucking lucked out here in and and Lions fans, the NFL might have might they might have been rigging it for you all along. They might have been rigging it for you all along. They gave you a team you could beat, and then they gave you a, a, then there's a favorable matchup in the second round. They will be well, that, well, well, hold on. That, that's a tough matchup. They had a tough that's a tough first round matchup against I know the Super I know. Bowl winning. I coach. know I'm I'm joking about that, but I'm saying the they didn't have to play a a division team that they've already played twice that they lost to last time that is clearly hot. And now they get the greatest second round potential. Like the Bucks and the Eagles are bad. I don't know who the fuck to pick in this game. I picked the Eagles. I think they're both bad. Hurts is hurt. Fucking uh, Baker's hurt. Both these teams limped literally and figuratively in the playoffs. The Lions are going to the NFC Championship game. And despite the easy path, despite the fucking yellow brick road that has been laid out for the cowardly Lions, uh, the you can't argue with that. If you're in the conference championship game, you are to be respected. Even if, just like if the Knicks made the conference championship game this year, I'd be like, well, they're not making it to the finals unless Jason Tatum dies. And they're not making it, they're not winning against any West team that comes out. So I think the Knicks have a 0% chance of winning the championship. That being said, you cannot be disrespectful to a team that makes it to the conference finals. And, th and that is where the Lions are at. The Lions will play in the NFC Championship game. I am not trying to, I'm not trying to jinx it, because obviously I'd, I'd I'd rather the Lions win a fucking Super Bowl than the Eagles win a goddamn one more football game in their franchise history. So I'm not trying to jinx it. You're going to the conference championship game. Okay, Mazel so top. so I, I'm not ready to say that, but I will give props to the Lions. We we have been so hard on them. I have been so hard on their coach. But this is what I want to give some accolades and some kudos to Dan Campbell. He doesn't call the plays. He doesn't call the like like he he is a head coach that he knows how. To, I'm just saying he knows how to allocate. You guys hey. ever watch that Jackass where they slap where they did the slap thing? This is Andy Ruther's version of the of the high five thing from jackass except it's a backhand i've never seen a bigger backhanded combo like, like you're just like gotta give props to dan campbell he doesn't actually do anything 
Well, no, but hold on, but hold on. There's something to be said. I, I think he, I think the players obviously like him. He motivates. He does. He motivates. So he does do something. My point is, Ben Johnson has been a very, very good offensive coordinator. He's one of the hottest coaches to be hired, right? So you have a good offensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn. Now the defense has been shaky at times. Players seem to like him. My point is, he's not calling the offense. He's not calling the defense. Normally, the head coach does one or the other. He's smart enough to know his strengths and weaknesses. That's all I'm saying. Like, no, there is something to be said. I'm not trying to diss him. I'm saying most coaches, i.e. a Zach Taylor, don't know they're shitty play callers. They don't, they, they, so a lot of coaches have egos. A Mike McCarthy, some of these guys who can't give up play calling. I, I'm just saying, I think there is something to be said for that. I know you think it's a backhanded compliment, but it's, it's, it's really not. I'm saying he knew his role. And I always respect people, especially in businesses, where they say, okay, I'm not going to micromanage. I'm going to let these people handle this. This is their strength. And look, they want a playoff game. Now, am I laughing watching grown men cry? Yes. Sorry, guys. Come at me. I know people are like, they're fucking rude. They're... I'm just like, dude, you're a grown man crying because a professional team won a playoff game. I, I think it's weird. I think it's weird. Sorry. Well, it's certainly weird. Listen. I think it's weird. I'm trying to, obviously I would never, like, there's nothing about, there's nothing about sport. Like I've never, never in my life. And when I was a kid, when I was a kid, dude, and I was, you know I mean? Like I used to cry when I was a kid, but I'm saying I didn't like when the Mets lost in 88 to the Dodgers and it was like, Oh, this is my favorite team. And we're going to fucking go back and blah, blah, like. I didn't cry. I was like, hmm. And like, I remember watching, I would watch games in bed when I was a kid. And one thing I remember about being a kid and watching games is my feet. Like I would start sweating from my feet. And I was like, what? And then I realized it was just me being very nervous for my team. Um, I'm like in bed, tucked under the covers. Games are like late. And I'm like sweating. I'm like, oh my God, I'm nervous. I never fucking cried. Um, And I'm like a gigantic, like, you know, the meth for my goddamn life when I was a kid. Um, but, and they still I, are, They're not yeah, sticking. but, but I think the thing about it is, and I get that the line again, we go back to the thing. It's like, I know you got to start somewhere, but like, if you're a lions fan and I see you crying because you made the super bowl, I'm like not dunking on you, but like you won the first round. <laughs> So, so here's my th- here's my thing on the crying. Like Jesus Christ. Here's my thing on the crying. And, and 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 this is coming from a guy who is is sensitive, who's emotional, who has no problem crying. Here's my thing on crying. I get emotional with sports when I have it connected to a personal memory, especially with my dad. And I get that. So if I have a connection with going to a Reds game or a Bengals game or a Xavier basketball game, whatever it is, like that can bring up a lot of emotions for me, but I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to understand it. Like I'm trying to, like I was talking about my girlfriend with her last night. Cause she was laughing too. She's like, these guys are crying. And I'm thinking, I go, yeah. Like if I think of the memories of going to games with my dad, that can really bring up a lot of emotions for me, like winning the 90 world series and being at the game. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to bring that into 42-year-old Andy, and I'm like, okay, 
I don't know if like the Reds won the World Series again. I wouldn't cry because they won. Does that does that make any sense? Like it might bring up emotions of my past, which are positive, good memories. I I, I don't know. Now, now see see then we got a comment, and I think this is interesting because I, I did want to have this conversation. You got to realize, Andy, a lot of those guys are crying because they probably grew up watching the Lions lose every year with their dads, and their dads are no longer with them. Okay, that's fair. Listen, I just said. Props to the Lions. It's been 32 years. You got to start somewhere. But like Jesus Christ, guys, this is the this is the popping bottles when you win the wild card baseball. Like you, you're like we've we've we got a wild card spot. Let's all put on ski goggles and spray each other with champagne. Like, like you want a playoff game? Like I understand that for the Lions, this is crazy. But like, there's got to be a little bit like we're not done yet. You know, like, I hate to go full Kobe here, but, like, are you happy you're up 2 nothing? He's like, job's not finished. It's like, you guys want to fucking play? Like, uh, is there any fear here that, like, so, so maybe of a I'm letdown? Lying. You guys, you guys are, yeah. you're laying, on the, you're laying on the floor of the fucking Ford Field crying? Well, there is. That's you why got I through was, like, super wild card weekend? I was shocked. That's why you already are, like, they're going to win the next game. And, I think, and again, well, listen, I, 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 I if I were a if I were rooting for the Lions in any regard, I would be very scared about a letdown. I just think that the Bucks and Eagles are trash. And I so, think that this couldn't have worked out better. I obviously have a bias in this scenario, but in my opinion, the reaction from Lions fans is different, is way more like the crying and all that is way more different than when the Bengals won two years ago, which ended a 30-year drought as well. Now, I, I believe Randy Ruther cried. <laughs> Sorry, right. dude, I got there. You under the bus. I believe he did cry, so maybe I'm completely wrong in this. I just felt like I felt like that Bengals team was like, okay, we ended a 30-year drought. Let's keep winning. And obviously they did, and they made it the Super Bowl. Which brings me to my next question that I want to ask you that I was thinking of last night. Real quick. See, see, I see a, I see a comment here. See, this is, this is what I'm saying. Tough guy, Andy here. I'm not tough. I, we all know I, dude, I'm a crier. I'm sensitive. I'm not saying I, there, there's, there's no toughness here for me. I have no problem with grown men crying. I'm not knocking that. I'm saying, I think it's weird. You guys can knock me. I think it's weird. I hear all the thing. I'm saying if you guys won the Super Bowl and you and you just like you're like I'm taking two days off from work for crying, like that's fine. I've told the story. I've told the story on this podcast numerous times. When Italy won the World Cup, I called my house to congratulate, and my sister said, "Call back, Dad." Sitting at the kitchen table with a glass of scotch, crying. I like I'm saying I get I'm just saying like context. They won the won a playoff game. <laughs> I think it's weird that you're like because I, I like I feel like that's a low bar just like in life. You're like and, and I, I get, get that. that there was a 30 year I get that there was a 30 year drought. I get that. 
I'm saying as a as an outsider, like this is a win for you. Sure. Like this is a thing. Like for a lot of teams, winning your first playoff game doesn't mean a goddamn thing. For you, as I'm saying, if you lose the next round, which I don't think you will, but if you lose the next round, this is an accomplishment. You did accomplish something. You are building something. You do have to start somewhere. You do have a coach. You do have whatever. It's just like, I don't know. Well, I I, I think too, I think to really personalize it, I, I think people put so much into their teams where, where, and again, this isn't me judging. This is just how I'm trying to live my life. I would put those emotions more into personal things with family and friendships and those things. And I, and I think here's a prime example, something that bothers me, which I don't think existed when you and I grew up, something that bothers me is I noticed this when I coached for three years. And I noticed this when I went to my nephew's game a couple weeks ago, I see all these dads at their son's game and they're buried in their phones watching the Bengals game or there was a lot of complaints this year. The school, the team I used to coach at the school, that the tryouts were the tryouts for this year's team was during a Bengals game. And, and, and I think that's that's shit. And I think that's shit parenting. And I'm just gonna be honest. I think that's shit parenting to show to your child that the Bengals are more important than your kid's game. I think that's shit. I really do. And I think that's a bad lesson to your kid because. What you want to do with your child, in my opinion, as a parent is say, this is important to you. If you want to get emotional over your game, you should, because that shows you care. But when you're buried in another team's game while you're at your son or daughter's game, or you're telling your kid, you're telling your kid, hey, man, we're not going to do tryouts or we're going to complain because the Bengals game is on. I just, again, this is just my opinion. I don't agree with that. I think that emotion should be vested with showing your son or daughter, hey, your sport or whatever you're doing is greater than the NFL game. Uh, sure. I mean, I don't really, I don't have a kid. I don't really have a fucking strong opinion because also I've been, I've, I've been around a lot of youth sports and I've coached a lot of youth sports. And like, honestly, like sometimes people take that shit way too seriously. And it's like, just get oh, out oh, there yeah, and yeah, fucking yeah, no, I, get out there and run I, around. I and like not every, not every, not every peewee soccer game is the fucking world cup and like no, we, let's stop we, yelling we, at refs at the eight. We agree there. I don't, I don't want you to think I'm going there. I, I would never want to do that. And, Let me just say this. I want to say one more thing about this lions. Play. So the last team I know the Bengals have, but like the last team that was like very well publicized, uh, the bills. Remember we're not that far removed from the bills winning their first playoff. Yeah. Game. Okay. And there's, I'm sure there were similar reactions. Cause they're from a similarly destitute place where this is all they've got, you know, they've got wings and they've got the bills. Um, and the, the, the lions have, I don't know, M and M and the bills, whatever it is like the bills just like for context, let's say the bills win today and beat the Steelers and go to the next round and lose to the chiefs at home. If the Bills lose to the Chiefs at home, they might fire Sean McDermott. We are like, we're at a place where just a couple years ago, it was, oh, fucking Bill. Oh. 
<laughs> now, if the if the Bills don't fucking make the conference finals game or we, go to the Super Bowl, their head coach might get fired. This is the context that you need to be thinking about these these things. And it's not like, and that's a good thing for Bills fans. They've raised the bar. Right. Right. I'm just saying when it feels like pick a lane, right? It feels like pick a lane. It feels like you either have a high bar for your team or you're crying when you win the first round. Which I was about to get to a few minutes ago. And then obviously we went on this, this whole sidebar as far as crying and grow men, which, which by the way, guys, I'm not saying I'm right. Like you guys can feel how you feel. And, and, and that's, yeah, I, I think so. it's an interesting I think it's an interesting discussion. I'm not going to like, like I said, it's weird to me. It might not be weird to you. That's fine. I'm not. This Saints players seem to love it that Jameis hangs outside the locker room and insists on high-fiving everybody in. I think it's the cringiest fucking thing of all time. Yeah. 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 So, so like, like, like I remember from a personal memory, I remember Xavier used to play in the Cincinnati gardens, which doesn't exist. And and has a great history with the Cincinnati Royals and Oscar Robertson. And I, I attended the last ever Xavier basketball game there. And they did a montage afterwards and the whole stadium or the whole arena stayed. And my dad had so many great memories too, right? From seeing Oscar Robertson and going to Xavier games, et cetera. And I remember a lot of grown men crying in there. And I was 17, 18 at the time. And I remember thinking like, okay, I get it. People have, people have their memories of, of growing up and again, watching all these different games from professional to collegiate. And, and even then I was like, okay, like these guys are crying. Like it sucks. Whatever. That's something I'm going to cry to. But I want to bring up this point and this question. Because we talk about the Bengals. We talk about the Lions. And I'm going to throw the Browns in. Three kind of destitute franchises that are all from the Midwest. They've never won a Super Bowl. Who wins a Super Bowl first? I think it's a great question. Between who? The Bengals, the Browns, and the Lions. Can I take D, none of the above? <laughs> Let's just say I'm going to give you the next – I'm going to give you the next seven years. Seven years. Well, okay. Okay, two different questions. All right. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? One, you have a, a franchise quarterback, but obviously – uh, 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 My honest answer is none of the above in the next seven years. That's my honest answer. No, you don't no, think no Super Bowls from those three teams in the next seven years. Wow. Who do I think wins a Super Bowl first, though? Like, I don't like here's my thought process is like. I have no idea because I don't think any of the things that are happening now factor into that. Like, obviously, one of them will win, like, you know, unless the world ends, like, when they're playing Super Bowl 110, one of them will have won a Super Bowl at some point. But, like, I don't think a Zach Taylor, Dan Campbell, or Stefanski coached team of that's the Browns, Bengals, and Lions win a Super Bowl. Sorry. This is, like, when you talk about, when you talk about probability and when you talk about, like, like, whatever, like, the history says no. Yeah. The history says the history says the Jordan Love Packers 
don't win a Super Bowl. The history says, like, the history says the Ravens and Lamar Jackson don't win a Super Bowl. Like, that's what the history says. Like, you're better off saying no. Like, here's the thing. The Bengals aren't in the playoffs. The Browns got murdered in the first round of the playoffs. And the Lions squeaked by a first round. Like, they're not, no one's rolling here. So what, what, like, who do you think wins? Like, right now, you like, coach, quarterback, defense. Right, it, that's why I asked those three teams. It's really tough because but the Browns have... don't have a quarterback right now. They they have Joe Flacco. Obviously, they're going back to Deshaun Watson. What does that look like? I don't know. Their defense is pretty good. Their coach is pretty good. Um, but like, how about this dude? And and this is going to infuriate the Lions fans. And this is going to, inf- but like. Give me the Texans. If you put the four of them in there. Mm, interesting. Because Joe Burrow is great. That's the thing that makes you lean toward the Bengals, right? Uh, but yeah, the Bengals assume. got there and lost already. History says they don't go back. I know they were so close. That's my thing. It's like you're literally one play away. Coaching matters. Now, obviously, Detroit has something nice, I think. That division, it seems, is going to be getting more and more competitive in the NFC North. The AFC North is obviously already very competitive. I I, I don't know, man. It's, it's, It's tough. I mean, the Browns got absolutely destroyed. And CJ Stroud, I was completely wrong. I was wrong in all my oh rookie quarterbacks. The rookie quarterbacks, and again, Jordan Love's not a rookie, but the guys made their making their playoff debut showed up, man. They showed up. Yeah, and and I think the obviously the Browns were way better defensively at home than on the road. But Jesus Christ, like Stroud looked so good against the Colts, and I and I was just like. He just can't look that good against the Browns. I'll say, I'll say my, my thing in in a guy who picked the Browns. First of all, CJ Stroud is legit, and I don't know when they make those. I don't know when they make those guys make their votes for the awards. But like, if it wasn't already, D'Amico Ryan's might just be fucking stealing that Coach of the Year. But I think it was. Yeah. So he's probably I think it was already. But now, yeah, now it's definitely. gonna be the awkward one where he fucking doesn't win it. Uh if if they if they waited until after this round, CJ Stroud's getting MVP votes. But I think they make him do it before. The CJ Stroud, when you talk about what Joe Burrow did, how good Joe Burrow is and how good Joe Burrow looked as a young quarterback, it's like he didn't look as good as Stroud. Like CJ Stroud looks as good as any rookie quarterback we've ever seen in year one. Yeah, I agree. On a team that was shit. Yeah, on a team that he like completely turned around, and now you've got a defensive coach. Their defense hasn't been lights out this year, but it was real good on Saturday. 
Uh, the criticism for me is like, it felt like Cleveland didn't do enough to be like, this is a rookie quarterback. Like, it didn't seem like they threw enough at him. They were just like, hey, we have this great defense and we play that, like, do something. I mean, first of all, Houston murdered them. And Joe Flacco throws two picks. Like, my buddy was like, yeah, I know, like, the Browns are like a hot Super Bowl pick, but like, color me, like, not surprised that the 38 year old quarterback who didn't play half the season had a complete and total playoff meltdown. And I'm like, that's fair. I really didn't have a ton of confidence in like Joe Flacco coming out and having the like game of his life yesterday. I just thought Cleveland's defense is going to attack a rookie mm. quarterback. Yeah. They didn't. And therefore they got attacked. You know, this is a reverse of the great fucking art horror, but like the best defense is a good offense in this situation. They came out and they attacked. And from the beginning of the game and Stroud looks fucking amazing. So when I, when you tell me, when you give me all those teams, I go, I don't know. Like I just, you know, Lions fans, I'm sure are fucking up in arms right now, but it's like coach quarterback defense. The Lions aren't playing great defense, right? Let's, let's just say, let's, let's like give them like, you like, what Dan Campbell's done. And I mean, they won their first playoff game in 30 years. So like, let's, let's hoist Dan Campbell up. Let's say Dan Campbell proved us all wrong. Okay. I don't love your defense. I don't love your quarterback. The Bengals, their defense is pretty good. It's not what it was a couple years ago. Yeah. It wasn't good this year. Right. It's not what it was a couple years ago. I love your quarterback. I don't love your coach. Cleveland, let's also like, they got a good defense. They got a huge question mark at quarterback. And their coach is TBD. If you, if you were like, I'll like, I'll take the Texans. I know this is like a prisoner of the moment kind of thing, but it's like the quarterback looks really fucking good. The coach looks like he's TBD, but looks pretty fucking good so far. He showed up and out coached the other guy we're talking about. And he's a defensive coach and their defense played really fucking well. Like so we have a call. Somebody's been sitting on this. It's a long call, but I'll play it. He had to leave two calls. They're they're all excited based on the, the Browns game. It's a TJ Watt versus Miles Garrett call. Dirty sports. I've been waiting to do this call for a long time. (laughs) That was an old, that was like an old Memorex commercial where I was sitting in a chair and the sound was blowing me out, blowing me across the room. The voice of God. Dear Lord. Eddie Sports. I'm here. This is a question I have been wanting to ask you since the beginning of time. Who has a better chance of ending up in heaven and who has a better chance of ending up in hell? <laughs> All right. I must have uh, loaded that one a little too high. Let's try this again. But I think now is a perfect time to do it. So watching that Texans-Browns game, I realized that the guy who... Oh, I don't know why. What I did in GarageBand, where's you can understand it, right? Yeah. 
he still sounds like God, but <laughs> my apologies for anybody listening. He goes, I'm, 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 I have a little tears in my eyes from, from laughing at, at Prano. Uh, so those are things that I, that I going to cry about today. So just FYI. He's a quote unquote defensive player of the year was very non-existent that game. He had just as much of an impact as myself, Andy Ruther, and Joe Prano on that game. Like, that name was a ghost. And it's funny because, like, T.J. Watt is really better in every single statistic this year. He has more sacks, more quarterback hits, like, literally every single statistic, except they are tied in forced fumbles, I believe. T.J. Watt clears him in every single stat. And I think a good cross-sport comparison would be when LeBron and Kobe, the only stat that Kobe's better than is free throw percentage. But for whatever reason, there's still some people that think Kobe's better. And just like this year with the Defensive Player of the Year race, for whatever reason, people have Miles as a favorite when he's not better than TJ in any single statistic. And a lot of these, DSF loves Miles for whatever reason. They love his, like, pass rush rate, and they claim that because of his pass rush win percentage or whatever it is, that that makes him more impactful than TJ. But if he is a better pass rush rate, then he should have more sacks. And the thing is, too, also, TJ... Does he's a linebacker, so he does drop back in coverage a little bit. So, so sorry, I might have reached the the over the time. Sorry, Andy, yes, you did, that you did, I know that you're big on having a certain amount of time in a call, but I think it's important to that I can make my point here that statistically, if TJ drops back into coverage too, Miles should have more sacks. So, yeah, I don't. I don't understand it, but it's whatever. Condoms are for Browns fans. All right. So the discussion at play here is player of the year. Why is TJ Watt not getting? Yeah. Right? Well, let's let's talk about a couple of things. First of all, you brought up Kobe and LeBron. One, like you're You're comparing careers versus seasons. Also, like that, that takes into consideration all the fucking, all the years, all the ages, all the fucking things, blah, 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 blah. And LeBron clears Kobe in like by fucking leaps and bounds in most things. The numbers for TJ Watt and Miles Garrett are very comparable. They're, they're like, you might say he clears them in every stat, but it's like, it's not like he's like, I have six more sacks and I have five more forced fumbles and I have like, whatever. It's like their, their, their stats are while, while TJ Watt might edge him. They're very similar. And that's when you get into what we've been talking about when it comes to the MVP vote, that's what you get to talk about all these things. And across these awards in sports, which is if it was just simply who was the best defensive player? Sure, maybe it would go to TJ Watt, you know, but there, there, the other factors are the 
Browns won a bunch of games with no quarterback with a, you know on a fourth stringer playing well, games because Pittsburgh. their defense right but but Pittsburgh won less games and Pittsburgh had their starter for longer and the like the Browns is a team that feels like it was in this because you now you could say the same thing about the Steelers in terms of like their defense is the only reason that they're in the playoffs and that's for sure but like the Browns being a team that like got headlines for their defense this year factors in. So now you go this team, this like defensive headline team, who's their best player. Oh, he's equally like, I'm not disagreeing with the caller. I'm just saying like, this is the same. This is essentially the Lamar Jackson MVP case, right? Like we've talked about this, like Lamar Jackson doesn't have the best stats, but his team is the one seed. So you take the best offensive player on the best team, and now you've got your MVP. So I mean, Garrett Garrett is the odds-on favorite, followed by right. Margaret Parsons, then followed by TJ Watt. I, look, I I think I think TJ Watt is they're both so valuable. Is TJ Watt playing tonight? I don't think so. I mean, I, th I think you're going to see it like, like no, he's not playing. So it's like, I think you're going to see it. I think, I, I, th I think, you know, I'll be honest. The, 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 like, I appreciate the call. I don't know. These are tough for me. I, 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 I don't think I have the, the knowledge enough to be like, Oh, one's versus other. I mean, I, th I think I think it's simply is that like you could argue if you're just like, but like none of this shit is statistics at this point, right? Like you brought up, he brought up Kobe and LeBron. Like if we're just doing statistics, if we're just doing like VORP, if we're just doing like whatever, like LeBron has f 15 MVPs. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's, uh, there's voter fucking, you know, there's like the, the, uh, oh, we, I voted for this guy last year. There's the team success. There's who's getting the fucking headlines. There's whose plays are like more memorable. There's who's like whatever. And listen, Miles Garrett, that, that's my issue with the Browns yesterday, which is, or Saturday, which is they attacked Miles Garrett the same way the Lions attacked Aaron Donald. We're like, they're like, we're not going to let him do it. But Sean McVay started throwing other people at them. And saying like, okay, if you're going to double and triple team Aaron Donald, here comes this guy. And that's what I felt like the Browns didn't do, especially with a rookie quarterback on the other side, was they didn't go, okay, you're going you're gonna to put a lot of attention over here, then we're going to do this. And that's why C.J. Stroud had an, an amazing, a historic first game for a rookie quarterback. Um, so that was an issue, but like, in any of these situations, like I, who tweeted it the other day? Somebody tweeted, I think it was a former player or a current player. Some of the, you shouldn't be able to get a pro bowl vo vote. If you don't have an interception, you shouldn't go to you. you sh if you're a defensive back, you shouldn't be. Able and I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about here? Now we're doing the, like Darrell Rivas wasn't a pro bowler. Cause no one threw the ball at him. <laughs> like that's insane. Yeah. Like miles Garrett, not having the game of his fucking life or whatever 
is one thing, but also they went out of their way to make sure that didn't happen. And the Browns didn't adjust and do anything else about it. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to ask you another question that, that I had asked. Uh, we're looking at the future and we're talking, I like this cause we're talking Garrett. We're talking TJ Watt. So I'm going to bring back because the Lions just won and Penny Sewell first team all pro at his position. What is he left tackle, right tackle? One of them. So I, I asked our boy, Randy Ruther, this. I said, okay, you're by, you're a diehard Bengals fan. We all know. At the time, I was big. You draft Sewell, you draft Sewell. Everybody shit on me. Everybody was like, Ruther, oh my God, you lost the bet with Chase. You lost the bet. And I said all along, let's watch it play out. Now, did Jamar Chase help lead them to a Super Bowl and AFC Championship? 100%. Is Jamar Chase great? Yeah. But this is the question. Only three guys get first team all pro for wide receiver. Only one at the, again, what is he? I forget if Sewell's a left or right tackle. Regardless, only one. Sewell already has one. Will Jamar Chase ever get first team all pro? Hmm, That's an interesting question. Right? Because, because again, they could have drafted Sewell. They didn't. They took Chase, which, again, is fine. It's worked out so far. So far. Again, this is kind of like history would say no, right? That's what I say. The other the other. Do you know who the first you, team all pros were this year? A receiver? Uh, C.D. Lamb. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Let's see if you can guess and, the third of it. And trying to think. Let me think. Uh, uh, um, tell me who it is. St. Brown. St. Brown. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. The, the, listen, wide re, the wide receiver fucking game is bananas these days. That's what I'm saying. And the, the, listen, there's when you talk about if you wanted to say if you wanted to dance on the graves of people who said you were wrong, you lost to Jamar Chase saying forget the Super Bowl appearance, forget it, whatever. It's just like, first of all, great quarterbacks make great receivers. Second of all, there's a lot of fucking great wide receivers out there. So even if you don't, even if Joe Burrow doesn't have to do the Eli Manning, Victor Cruz thing, there's guys who like, he had T Higgins. He had like, you can say, you don't have to, Joe Burrow doesn't have to turn undrafted guys into all pros, but there's a lot of receiver talent out there where it's like, whatever. All pro tackles are very fucking difficult to come by. That's my point. I would I would bet anything that if you look historically through the past 25 seasons, there's more guys with multiple first time or there's more guys with multiple first team tackle appearances than there are guys with multiple wide receiver appearances. Even with 3 to 1. I think when you're the first team tackle, you win it a couple of years in a row. And and every given year, this is a I mean, we're we're two years removed. Like there are people last year who took Cooper Cup like as the first wide receiver in their fantasy draft. There was people, you know, this year who took whoever, Jamar Chase as the first receiver. Like, and look at this. 
I bet you CD Lamb didn't go first overall receiver picked in 2% of fantasy drafts. I know, and that's my point. And if you look at how the Lions have built that team offensively, dude, their line is really good. Really good. And their offense is really good. And, and that's how you do it. You, you know, there's different strategies to build your team. I mean, I mean, golf had a very nice year, but they have a really nice team. Like they've drafted well. They've put the right pieces in place. They've look for as much as we shit on them. What's funny too is, you know, you talk about like, you know, like LeBron takes a lot of shit for like LeBron, the GM, which like LeBron's a basketball genius. We know that, but LeBron, the GM, Obviously he works, he works within the salary cap system and whatever, but like he is historically like, get me mellow, get me this guy, give me that guy. And you're like, fucking why dude, the fuck do you want mellow for? And if you look back, if you look at the NFL, if you look at the quarterbacks who either vocally or between the lines complain about like their lack of weapons those guys don't do as well as the guys who complain about their lack of protection. Aaron Rodgers went to the fucking Jets and was like, I want this receiver, this receiver, this receiver, and this receiver to come with me. Seems like you should have brought a fucking tackle with you, dude. None of those guys are going to be in the league next year. You're like, I need Randall Cobb. Why? You need protection, dude. Yeah. That's a good point. Tom Brady wasn't like, I don't have enough weapons. Yeah. Eli Manning wasn't like, I don't have enough weapons. Peyton Manning wasn't like, I don't have enough weapons. You never fucking heard that from those guys. You never heard that. Aaron Rodgers was like, I need fucking weapons. Now, Aaron Rodgers is a great fucking quarterback. But Did like, he say that, though? Did he ever say that at Green Bay? Well, dude, I mean, the whole thing with the, like, not drafting a receiver in the first round and blah, 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 and they keep taking these guys, and that was, like, that was apparently a thing, and now now it's, should Devontae Adams go to the Jets? It's like... So we haven't even really talked about the Chiefs-Dolphins game much. Yeah, let's talk about that. We've kind of skipped over that. Let's do it. I can't wait to talk about and, it. And I think it's perfect timing because we're discussing quarterbacks. Mahomes looks good. The offense, you know, this isn't your old KC 2019, but they look good. They make the plays when they have to. Mahomes bitches, by the way, too much of the refs at this point. Dude, he's he's, he's doing a little crybaby, man. Like, like take aside his great game. I, I just wanted to put that out there. He yeah. whines. I, I think he winds more than other guys have in the past, like the Brady's. And it's just my For opinion. Sure. For sure. I feel like he's he's instantly looking to the refs like a basketball player would. And I'm like, come on, dude. Uh, but take that aside. I think you said it last episode. This like, oh man, they win a game and they win easily. The the Dolphins are the paper tigers we thought they were. Tua is the paper tiger quarterback we thought he was. Mike McDaniel, nope. offensive genius, late in the game, throwing just running passes backwards, throwing check downs on fourth down. The genius. He's a genius. The the weather is such a weird excuse for me. I just I don't get it. And you see so much of it out there. Like, oh, what'd you expect? It was 
good coaches don't give a shit whether there's a thunderstorm, snow, tornado. Like that that's a weird, that's a weird excuse to me. The weather. The Dolphins win in week 17, 18, and they're the two seed. And they don't have to worry about the weather. The worst they have is Baltimore in a an AFC championship game. Win your fucking division, man. Let's start there. When you're you're a genius and your quarterback is a top five quarterback and you're you have the best receivers in football. And you want win your fucking division, man. Like the Patriots, a big part of the Patriots thing is how many times they got to play at Foxborough. A big part Chiefs. of the Chiefs thing is the AFC Championship game at Arrowhead every fucking year. Win your fucking division, man. That starts with if you are facing this, the end zone that you're going to, throw the ball in that direction. I'm not an I know for a fact. And a lot of people give me shit on this show about my like I act like I'm some sort of football guru. I don't think I do that at all. But I'll tell you one thing. Go in the direction of the end zone you're trying to score in. It's late in the game. You're down. Why are you throwing the ball backwards? You, you know, I knew that game wasn't going to be a game. And by the way, I was wrong. I thought it would be. You, you just, just visually. Andy Reid, he literally has frozen snot on his mustache, not even covering his ears. I understand he's a bigger guy. And then Mike McDaniel is literally. Mike just, McDaniel is covered head to toe, except for his ankles, because he still has to have cool short pants on. <laughs> just bundled up. Looked like he wanted no part of it. That's not a team you want to face, though, man, just because of their history, right? I know this isn't the same Chiefs team. They have defense. I know neither of us would be shocked if they made it to the other Super Bowl. I don't think they will, but I wouldn't be shocked. 100%. But, like, we have to talk about the Dolphins, dude. Yeah, we have to, go for we it. Have to, we have to talk about Tua. It, this is this this is my issue with just like sports fandom and sports the sports media in general. It's like a couple people are talking about to his future right now, but the majority of people are like, look at his stats. He's this in the league, and then and like I'm not going to shit on our boy Damon here because I'm sure he's down bad today. But I got him riled up in my tweets. And and this is another thing with with uh, fans of our show specifically. You want to talk? Everybody wants to talk about their team. Yeah, hey, give the fucking the Lions respect. Give the Eagles respect. Give the give Brock Purdy respect. Give Tua respect. And I just have regular old conversations. Here's my thoughts. Here's my opinions. And if I share my opinion with somebody and they don't like it. You're a fucking bitch because Daniel Jones sucks and and you're a fucking, you're a loser. Have fun having the worst quarterback. Dude, the fact of the matter is, Tua, before Waddle and Tyreek Hill, is Daniel Jones, statistically. 
He's less, less athletic. And now we're doing the thing. We did it last year when the Giants won the playoff game. The Giants, Giants are like, we, I get Giants fans are like, I guess we got to pay Daniel Jones. We won a fucking playoff game. Tua is the exact fucking like, to, like what is Tua? What has Tua ever been pre Tyreek Hill? Mediocre. Looked like dog shit in that game. Looked like dog shit, dude. Well, he wasn't his turnover. No, no, he didn't turn like Dan Who, Jones. Yeah, because you're not throwing the ball. You're throwing the ball backwards to uncovered guys. For I, I, no, I, I'm just, I'm just pointing out the differences. Look, I, I don't know. I would have. Here's the one thing about fucking two. I wish he threw a pick on that fourth down. I wish he fucking threw a pick. You have a chance of getting a pass interference or a fucking reckless completion or one of the two best receivers in footballs makes a fucking play on a 50-50 ball. You have an opportunity to get a first down if you throw a ball that might be picked past the sticks. You threw fourth and whatever. You threw a fucking four-yard pass. It is dog shit. That's Kirk Cousins at the end of the fucking playoff game last year. That's Phillip Rivers throwing the ball out of bounds of fourth down against the Jets. That's horseshit, dog shit, trash ass. You are not a franchise quarterback bullshit quarterback play. Get the fuck out of my locker room. I'm not paying you. Goodbye. So, so two has played four years. This is not the old NFL. And in my opinion, you know, you know, within the first four years, right? Don't you agree? I think, you know, if you're, if you, if I'm not saying you have to be quote unquote, that guy, you know, if you have the potential to be that guy. Now, this was his first playoff game. Correct me if I'm wrong, because he was Correct. hurt last year. Correct. I just don't think he's, I just don't know if he's that guy. I am, forget the fucking weather. Forget, forget like, everything. Like, forget. let me ask you this. Yeah. Show me the one, show me that fourth down play in a vacuum. Show me nothing that happens before and nothing that happens after. Cool. Not my guy. So here's the difference. Here's the difference. If we look at the quarterbacks this weekend. I can look at CJ Shroud. I can look at Jordan Love and I can look at Tua and say, those guys can be that guy. I can't say that with Tua. Now, well, I don't who, know. Tua is a question third, mark. Who, who's the third one you were meaning to say? Because you said Tua. That's what I'm saying. I, you, I can look at okay. look, look at those other two and say, they can be that guy. I look at Tua. That's the difference is my point. That's the difference. I, I, I look at him and I go, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know if you can be that guy. I know. He can't. This is Kirk this is like a Kirk Cousins situation. Can Kirk Cousins win a Super Bowl on this year's Niners? Yeah, probably. Can Tua? Yeah, probably. But can he ever win it on this Dolphins team? No. No. How much fucking offense you need, bro? You're basically telling me Tua is Hawaiian Kirk Cousins. <laughs> sure. I mean, that's what you're saying. Yeah. And I don't hate it. Just to See, me, people, like... People get caught up in those numbers, Joe. And, and that's what I always struggle with, too. Dude, of everyone's course so, people get caught up in the numbers. They, they're so caught up in these regular season numbers.
I just know the 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 good quarterbacks, the great quarterbacks. I understand it's it's shit weather. And and trust me, we we've had that here. Like I woke up today with six degrees. We we've had not as cold, but damn near as cold in Cincinnati. We've had the same thing going on here. It sucks. Literally, I go outside with the dog for two minutes. I don't even play football on this. I get it. The weather sucks, but it's just I don't just don't see that as an excuse of guys who've won Super Bowls. I just don't see that. And and the this whole weather conversation has become a big thing this weekend. And like every team should play in a fucking dome. First of all, like listen, I understand the fact that Buffalo. Buffalo is building a new stadium and the fact that it's not going to have like at least a retractable roof is crazy because they're building it. But stop with this. Like we don't have to tear down Foxborough and tear down fucking Arrowhead and build new stadiums, have domes. Stop it. We're not doing that. Lambeau is going to be the field. If it's fucking cold, it's cold. Like we're not doing like the idea that we, every NFL team should tear down their stadium. If it's outdoor and put on a roof is stupid. This is football. Yeah, I agree. And listen, this isn't like, you know, I know you're a huge Josh Allen fan, right? And everybody's like, oh, Josh Allen, like, you know, t- we're, we're like, we, we don't have proof yet that Josh Allen it, can play four straight playoff games without turning the ball over a ton. That's, that's the reason, you know, you've got, you've got the Steelers tonight and the points and I don't, I have the bills, but my fear is what if Josh Allen turns it over three times? Now I think Josh Allen's better than Tua. But I, I can say right now, I don't think two is the guy, but I think the jury's out on a guy like Josh Allen. Can you go four straight playoff games without turning the ball, without, without costing yourself a Super Bowl by turning the ball over? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. All of these guys can win a fucking Super Bowl on the Niners this year, right? Like, I'm the king of like kind of going after Brock Purdy earlier in the year. I'm just like, hey, let's just all tap the brakes. Like, Jimmy G also made the Super Bowl with that fucking team. Like, like this is, you know, when his left tackle and Debo were out, how do you look like, yeah, when you're on an, when you're on an elite team, whatever. Right. But you're, you don't automatically, there's no, there's no guarantee that you're at some point in your career going to have an elite football team. So are you the guy that can elevate a team and to me, just look at Tua's numbers before he had these receivers. They're pedestrian. And now he goes in it, and now you're like, you're a, you're like one of the, you're a high powered college team. You'll you'll run the fucking score up in the Pac-12, and then just get murdered in your bowl game by a team in the SEC. Or by a team in the Big Ten or whatever? Well, well, you know, that was my whole thing with Mike McDaniel. Everybody, he was the hot new car, the hot new girlfriend, whatever you want to call it. And I always said, well, is he just a flash in the pan? Did, did, like everything you're saying, are, are these offensive explosions, they're backed by stats, they're against crappy teams. He doesn't perform as well against teams with winning records. And I understand injuries like my injury thing. Injuries happen. Like they didn't have Tua last year. Also like Tua's injury prone. You didn't have him in the playoffs last year. And they had it. They had, you know, they played pretty well. Like they were in that game with the bills. They lose it. But my point is you have two playoff games. Now, nothing in these, nothing in these playoff games has shown me that McDaniel can also be that guy. Guys, it really wasn't a game. It really wasn't a game Saturday. No, No. never, never. Let me put it this way. I fell asleep in the fourth quarter on my couch. It was never a game. 
It had an op- it had an opportunity to be a game for a second, and the and the Dolphins didn't even fucking seize that opportunity because they threw the ball backwards and they threw the ball short of the fourth down, uh, short on fourth down. I'm just uh, like, your offensive genius better translate to the fucking playoffs. If you're the greatest show on turf, okay. If you're the uh, like, you know, like we've seen these offensive teams. Now we've seen those teams lose too, but like they got one and they lost one. You know, that Broncos team with Peyton Manning, they got one when they were way less offensive than they were the year before or two years before, or whatever it was. Um, when they had all the records, they got fucking beat up in the thing. Like, I'm not criticizing that Broncos team, but obviously they met a good defense in the Super Bowl and they lost. Dude, the fucking the the Dolphins didn't make it out of the first round. I haven't made it out of the first round. Now they're the now they have the longest streak, correct? They do. Longest streak without winning a playoff game. I think it goes back to the two two thousand or something. And and that's my thing. Like you've seen two playoff games, you, you you've seen two under McDaniel. Now Sean McVay, again another considered offensive genius, loses the first one at home. I don't know if you remember against Matt Ryan and the Falcons. Next year he makes the Super Bowl. Dude, we talked about you know we we got our boy Damon criticized us because we didn't give enough attention to the Paper Tiger Bowl. We didn't give enough attention to Cowboys, Dolphins. Like two team Spider Man meme, two quarterback Spider Man meme. Very similar. You're fucking oh, you got you have great receivers and your quarterback looks good. And he's had shit seasons when they when he didn't have those weapons, and he turned the ball over and fuck it like. Yeah, really great at home this year. Didn't beat a lot of great teams this year. Yeah, that, I mean, it really that's why is. we didn't get a lot of attention to the Paper Tiger Bowl because the winner was still just the best of the Paper Tigers. And 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 both of us were wrong about both of them. So we both thought they would at least show the fuck up in the playoffs. We did. We thought that we thought we both thought that. Dolphins would would lose, but we thought they'd make it a game. And we both thought the Cowboys would win. Now, we both also agreed none of these teams are going anywhere of of actual distance. Which is kind of like the whole thing. And I guess that's, you know, we can circle all the way back to the Lions thing. It's like, I guess for me, it's like, I, I just look at these things as like two buckets. Can you win this Super Bowl or can you not win the Super Bowl? That's like where I start, you know, can this team win the Super Bowl? And throughout the year, I'm just taking more. I was taking more and more teams out of the bucket of teams that can win the Super Bowl. And I'm left with like three or four teams at this point. And I know my mentions last night, you know, the Lions fans have are pulling up my tweets from week one. And I it's like, congratulations on your playoff win. You're not in my Super Bowl winning team bucket. And the Dolphins never were. 
and the Cowboys never were. And you got and you want it, you guys want to fucking scream and yell about it, but it's like <laughs> scream and yell about it when you win the fucking Super Bowl. Now, again, like I said, the Lions fans. Well, let me ask you this. Let me you're going to the NFC Championship game. So what, that's okay. what's what's your hang up about the Lions? So so look, I just want to ask you. What I, I'm talking going to a Super Bowl. Because Jared we all Goff, know the defense. I was just kidding. Okay. That's fair. I, I I just want to bring up again. We've talked about teams that have sucked. Coach, coach, quarterback, defense. Like, okay, let's let's let me take. How about I'll just like jump on the Andy Ruther train. Fucking, uh, we love we love Dan Campbell's ability to share the fucking load, <laughs> and and focus solely on 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 the grit. 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 He's a he's a grit master. He is, you know, a, a great CEO knows how to, uh, you know, delegate, delegate, and he has made sure everybody does plays their part, and he focuses solely. He is the CGO. He's the chief grit officer. He's damn good okay? at it. So let's do that. Jared Goff played fine yesterday. But as again, as you keep moving down, as you now you play a better defense and you play a better whatever. Like, do I like Jared Goff against the 49ers? No, I do not. I don't I don't either, but do I like again, their defense against better offense teams. Like, that's why I'm like, oh damn, they fuck it. What a what an absolute fu-. like now they have a Baker Mayfield Bucks team, an injured, banged up Eagles team. I'm already penciling them them in. Because I think that those teams are more flawed than the Lions. I know crazier things have happened. The Bengals win the Super Bowl in Arrowhead when they were down 18 points. I'm just saying things can happen. That's the only reason I ask. I mean, it'd be wild if the if the Lions made the Super Bowl. I also don't expect it, but I'm just saying it's in the realm of possibility. I also could see a major letdown game next week. Lions, Ford Field is going to be so turned. So turned. I mean, I know it was turned last night. I let me let me read something to you because I know he's not a he's not a huge like he's not a huge sports fan in terms of watching game by game. Seems like he jumps in. He obviously is a great writer. He's a former guest of our show, Jeff Perlman. New York Times bestselling author of 10 books, former guest of our show. I want to read you a tweet he put out yesterday. And you tell me what you what you think of these. Because I thought this, I was like, hmm, for a guy who like openly doesn't like, he's not like on it game by game. 10 NFL beliefs after today. One. Detroit's only route to the Super Bowl is Green Bay, somehow upsetting San Francisco. Two, Detroit can't beat San Francisco. Three, Green Bay might be able to. Four, Detroit can beat Green Bay. Five, Goff is a solid NFL QB. Six, the dividing line between solid and great is the line between Goff and Stafford. It's not insanely obvious, but pay attention, and it's there. Seven, Mike McCarthy won't be back. Eight, 
Bill Belichick will want zero to do with Jerry Jones. Nine, Jones will make Jim Harbaugh the highest paid coach. And then 10, because he went to fucking Delaware. Joe Flacco, greater than Rich Gannon in Blue Hen royalty. (laughs) Which, what of those do you, like, for a guy who doesn't dive in, I kind of agree with a lot of it. Like, I think Detroit's chance of going to the Super Bowl is if somehow Green Bay upsets San Francisco, which I think Green Bay is more likely to upset San Francisco than Detroit is. Then Detroit would potentially have a home game in an NFC championship game. So that would be their route. Like to me, for a guy who doesn't go game by game for the NFL for the whole season, a a 10 list of facts that I was like, there's not a lot of these I don't agree with. Yeah, no, I I agree with a lot of those. And I I think that's true as far as, I mean, for, for a quarterback, for a quarterback um, conversation that we have a lot, how about just five Goff is a solid NFL QB six. The dividing line between solid and great is Goff and Stafford. It's not insanely obvious, but pay attention. And it's there. This guy doesn't watch a ton of football, but I think that that's well, like, well, a- well I, I think it's there. It's just there. It's there last night. Some of the throws that Matthew Stafford, I mean, I'm just going to say it guys. I, I, this is not bias. Matthew Stafford played better than Jared Goff last night. He made some insane throws. He also, for some reason, literally gets knocked unconscious. Eyes roll in the back of his head. I'm watching that live. Eyes roll in the back of his head, and they don't call roughing the passer. That that's that's weird to me that they don't call that. They you know there's just there was some some bad officiating. I'm not going to blame that. And I think I think Goff is he he he's shown he's proven me wrong. He's shown he can be a fine NFL quarterback for sure. He's not he's not Matthew Stafford. We already know. One led a team to a Super Bowl, scored three points, one won a Super Bowl and had a game winning final drive while his team was it was behind. the same team. The same team. A couple of years later. So like you know, we, we already have that side by side. So I, I think a lot of that's accurate. Things can happen. You do. You never know. You never yeah, know. We, we, we did that. We did the golf. Was, was it golf Trubisky? Was that the medium yeah. pizza bowl? Was that the medium pizza bowl? Is that who yeah, it was a medium yeah. pizza bowl? So listen, I'll adjust yeah. my, I'll adjust yeah. my Jared Goff thing. Jared Goff, because he's in Detroit. Jared Goff is a large little Caesars. Jared Goff is a large, hot and ready. Which, which, which are great. Yeah, it's great. Hard, look, do, you remember, do you remember when I fucking discovered the large, hot and ready? $5 large, hot and ready? I was with you. I was like, why doesn't everybody do this? Now, if you put a gun in my mouth, I don't think it's the 50th pizza on earth I, I take. Yeah. Well, look, there's going to be a, there's going to be a lot of chatter this week. Obviously, we got two more games to get through. I'm um, I'm excited to see what happens. And if you guys want to call, I'm shocked no Lions fans called 310-359-8365. And and congrats to to our one of our diehard Lions fans, Matt Boonstra, who instantly DM me. Let's not forget, I had a hundred dollar bet before the season started. The Lions would not win a playoff game. 
I paid him. He wanted that money instantly. So, which is pretty funny. Celebrate your team, but that's cool. You, you want, you want to say Ruth or suck it. Hey, I'm here to take that L. Um, and, and, and for the record, I can still laugh. Any of us can still laugh about Dan Campbell and his speeches because they're ridiculous. And he's a cartoon character. Like we can still laugh and, and say we were wrong at the same time. Like he's absurd. He's ridiculous. All, all that stuff from hard knocks that made everyone laugh. Cause I've said, I, I literally just popped on Twitter now. and Everyone's like, remember when everybody laughed at this? Yeah. It's still absurd. Yeah. It's still cartoon character esque. And, and I still think, yes, he's done a good job as again, the guy delegating responsibilities and also motivating his team. And I think he did, he did build a good culture in there. That's true. They and were also, shit. but just, and also remember you're the lions. And so for anybody else, they're just like, okay, we won a wild card game. This is the first step. And you guys are like, remember, remember. So what I'm going to do, Andy, since you know, you're talking about the lions, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm feeding the lions right now. I'm showing up to the zoo with, with a, a raw steak and I'm throwing it through the thing <laughs> and I'm going, here is your, I am saying, here's me feeding your fans. You're going to the NFC championship yet. You're going to it. You're going to the NFC Championship. I'm throwing stakes in the Lions then. This is the, here's two stakes. One is a delicious Tampa Bay filet. And the other is an eagle steak. Is a cut of, of, of bald eagle. I'm throwing them both in and I'm watching you devour. You're going to it. Also, if anybody would like to bet $100 with me on you guys getting boat raced by the Niners, I am here for you. <laughs> Unless the Packers upset the Niners. Right. Which I don't think is going to happen either. But like Jeff Perlman said, I think that they have a possibility of it. And the Lions' best chance to get through is to play them at home. Well, we shall find out. I know we've gone crazy NFL, but I am on a little bit of a time constraint here. Unless you had something... I love. I, I mean, I like that you even that you were even doing this. <laughs> Was there ever a plan to do anything about the NFL on the Andy Ruther rundown? I didn't look at the rundown day. Did you make a rundown? Uh nothing besides NFL. Okay, we'll be so, back. We'll be back on on Thursday to preview games. We'll have two more games to talk about. What's that's ama- that's the amazing part of the Andy Ruther all NFL rundown. We only played two thirds of the playoff games. Andy's going to make us do a Thursday recap of the two games, preview of the division weekend. What 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 type of thing would have to happen in the NBA for it to make the rundown on Thursday? That was <laughs> a great game winning shot by Dame Lillard. That was a great <laughs> shot. That was a great shot. I mean, I'm still I'm still seeing things. That was a great shot. Same time. That was a hell of a shot. I, I I I did get a I did get a text from uh, I'll pull up from our friend Guy and Couch and he said uh, he said this might be the greatest day in Wisconsin sports history. It was the video of of Dame and also obviously they won. And I just wrote 
come on, bro, you've witnessed two Super Bowls and I was with you for one of them. And he goes, you are 100% correct. <laughs> like, like, like you want a playoff game and you want a regular season basketball game. Well, hold on. Let me, let me counter that with something which was hilarious, but also this has got to be the greatest couple weeks in Michigan sports history, right? With the... With the with Michigan University. winning the national championship and then the Lions winning their first playoff game in 30 years? It's got to be. Like, I don't think the Detroit Pistons mean nearly as much as either of those two Red teams. Red Wings have had some good teams. Yeah, it's true. But it, going back... Did they, did they ever win Stanley Cups when the Pistons won? I, I just don't think it matters as much. You don't think it matters as much? Because I, I, I bet there's a good chance that that happened, right? It's the same sports season. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Lions fans who want to call and dance on us. And I know, I know for a fact, we're going to get some calls from Lions fans. Cause I know, despite me saying you're waltzing to the NFC championship, congratulations. And I'm proud of you. Well, I already know I'm going to get calls because people are not going to like, uh, my take on the crying. Um, if you make a call about any of these things, uh, if you make a call about Andy, like the Andy's backhanded glove smack of of Dan Campbell, I don't think him, I'm glove smack. I'm mocking you for crying, even though he cries at his. He's already he's already pre cried at his daughter's little league tryout that he won't be missing a for a Bengals game. He's pre crying. Hold on, hold on. Crying for Isla's softball tryouts. Yeah, yeah. Real quick about that. My thing again was, I should I should have said this that I I couldn't get over the dad buried in his phone on a Jake Browning meaningless Bengals game. Okay, that was my fair. thing. That's fair. Sure. I, I I should have said that, and I, I was like, dude, like, anyway, that's just and but anyway, when you guys when you guys call about what it got, I, listen, I've already been dealing with Lions fans for two full seasons now. I know that we're gonna get calls. As part of those calls, could you at least throw in whether or not this was the greatest week in Michigan sports history in your lifetime? Be with the with Michigan winning the national championship and the Lions winning. That would be I would I'd be interested to hear that. And before we sign off, just one more time. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> you got anything else? You got anything else you want to add before I wrap? Uh, this I'll up? be up in slow this weekend for shows. Uh, go on my page. I got shows uh, Friday and sorry, Thursday and Saturday. Don't tell comedy shows. Links are on my thing. If you're up there on Friday and you want to come to Sneaky Pete's, shoot me a message. I got shows coming up in uh, Vegas. I got shows coming up in Arizona. I got shows coming up in San Diego. If you're in the greater San Diego area, we're doing a outdoor golf and comedy show February 9th at Goat Hill Park. Um, come to that and just go to JoePrano.com in general for all my shows and follow me on social media at Joe Prano and like and reply and favorite and subscribe and do all the things. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> All right, guys, that's our show. We'll see you on Thursday. Have a great week. And as always, stay dirty.